Hey guys, Mike Siciliano here, and today you are consuming another episode of Self Boss Marketing Tips. The topic, how to create a buyer persona to target high converting users. So let's dive right in. The first thing you wanna do is identify the product or service being sold clearly. Now, if you're selling multiple products or services, I recommend segmenting those buyer personas around each product. If you're selling multiple types of computers, one computer might be more suitable to gamers, another computer might be more suitable to a business professional. The next thing that we look at and it's arguably the most important component to a buyer persona are the users or the buyer's demographics. So what demographics are we looking at? We're looking at the gender, the age, the ethnicity, the income of the user or customer, the location, where they're located, um, if they're a parent, all of these play into your demographic profile of the user. The gender is obviously not important for gender neutral or gender agnostic products. However, if you're selling a particular type of makeup, let's say, you're gonna wanna only target females when running your campaigns. The age is important because let's say you're selling trendy men's t-shirts, men above the age of 40 are less likely to buy these trendy men's t-shirts. They will buy them, but they're less likely to, and we wanna keep this campaign as efficient as possible and as high converting as possible. So we might wanna exclude males above the age of 40. Ethnicity, let's say you're a big brand like Goya, your target audience is more likely than not a Latin or Hispanic community. So we wanna look at ethnicity to maximize the efficiency of our campaign. Income, if you have a high ticketed item, you'll wanna target users making, let's say $80,000 a year and above because those are the users that are more likely to purchase your product. Location, we always wanna have a geo component when building our buyer persona. If you're only selling your product or service in a particular region, then targeting users outside of that region can deplete the budget and hurt the return on your campaign. And lastly, another one that we can look at is if the user, let's say, is a parent. If they have a child and you're selling a good such as safety knobs, for the stove in the kitchen. You'll wanna make sure that the users you're targeting do have a child between the ages of let's say one and a half and six years old. So we have our surface level demographics built out. Let's move on to the user interest and behavior. Now this is where our buyer persona really gets hyper-focused. So the user interests or behaviors that you should be looking at are the hobbies that they're interested in, the sports, the music, are they in market for a particular product or service that's related to yours, and are they online shoppers? All of these are important. There's so many more to think of. Let's say that you're selling tennis rackets. You'll only want to target users who are interested in the sport of tennis. Let's say that you're selling tickets to a comedy show. You'll want to target users that are interested in high profile comedians, similar to the act that you are trying to sell or concert tickets. You'll want to target users that are interested in similar artists to the artist that is performing at the show. Now in market, something that's often overlooked, there is data on the user's behavior. So if a user is already in the market for a product or a service similar to yours, we can target that user with your products or services to give them another option while shopping. If you're only selling your products online, of course you'll only wanna target users that are online shoppers. There is plenty of information on the web about users who are online active shoppers and that will need to be a layer 
and your buyer persona to maximize the efficiency of the campaign. Because if you're targeting the correct demographic and the correct user interests, but the particular user that saw your ad and engaged with it doesn't usually buy things online, well then that's wasted spend. And it is the very thing we're trying to avoid. So let's take a step back and look at a few products here. Garden hose, men's t-shirts, and wedding bands. If we identify the product to be a garden hose and we're selling it in a local department store, we can start by building our demographics. So the gender, it can be male or female, both males and females use garden hoses. When looking at the age, I would first establish that the buyer probably needs to own a home, a town home, be renting in an apartment that has a yard. So the age matters. Your homeowners are typically age 26 and above. So let's go ahead and limit the age to above 26 years old. The ethnicity is irrelevant for this product. The income level is irrelevant for this product. Their location does matter. We want to target buyers within a radius around the location that is selling the garden hose. A user is probably not willing to drive more than 15 miles to buy an item such as a garden hose. So we want to make sure that we're only targeting users within a 15 mile radius of the business location where the garden hose is located. And if the user is a parent, that is irrelevant to this buyer persona when selling a garden hose. The next thing we'll look at, hobby, sports, music, and market, online shoppers, et cetera. So for hobbies, we wanna target users that are interested in gardening. We wanna target users that are interested in swimming pools. We wanna target users that are interested in cars because they may use a hose to wash their car. But now we wanna limit this a bit further to make sure that we're maximizing the efficiency of our spend. We wanna target users that are in market for similar products. So users that are in market for gardening shovels, for gardening rakes, for herbs, for plants, who are actively online doing research around how to make their own vegetable garden. And in this case, because we want the user to drive to a physical location to buy the hose, I would go ahead and exclude major online retailers such as Amazon. If the user is shopping on Amazon, they're more likely to see your hose and navigate to Amazon to see if it is less expensive and order it through their Amazon Prime two-day shipping account. Okay, let's move on to men's t-shirts. We've identified the product. It's a trendy men's t-shirt. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to the user demographics. The gender obviously is going to be male. The ethnicity is irrelevant to this buyer persona. The income, let's say you have a high-end trendy men's t-shirt that costs a bit more than your average department store t-shirt, then you're going to want to target men that are within a higher income bracket. The location, if you're selling these t-shirts online, this location piece is irrelevant. If the t-shirts are being sold at a physical location, you'll want to have some sort of geo restriction, whether it be a 15 mile radius again, or a 25 mile radius, however far you feel the user is willing to drive to buy the product. And then parent, um, this one actually comes into play here. If they're a parent, you might not want to try to sell them a trendy men's t-shirt. You might see a lower conversion rate. And at the end of the day, we're looking for that conversion rate to be high. We're looking for it to be above 2% based on the total spend and based on the cost per goods. So let's move on to wedding bands. Wedding bands is an excellent one because it's a bit easier to build the buyer persona. So we have identified the product as a wedding band. The gender can be either male or female. The age can be any age because we get married at all ages. The ethnicity is irrelevant here. Depending on the price of the ring, the income can come into play. 
the location, you're probably marketing for a physical location that users have to drive to. So we'll have a radius on whatever campaign we're running. So the location does matter in our buyer persona. And then if they're a parent or not, may not be relevant to a user who's buying a wedding band. The behavior of a user who's in the market for a wedding band, they might be looking at DJs, they might be looking at event halls online, they might be pinning particular items on Pinterest. So when building this persona, it's important that we take the actions into consideration that the user is making online. Let's move on. Identifying the platform is critical. Let's go back to our products, our, our garden hose, our men's t-shirt, and our wedding bands. We want to identify the platform that this user is spending the most time on. So if we build our buyer persona out based on the demographics, the interests, and the behaviors, and we find out that someone in the market for a trendy men's t-shirt is generally younger than 40 and generally into the aesthetics of themselves and their personal appearance, they're most likely using, let's say, Instagram, which is a very visual platform, uh, and it's actually great for selling products, so that plays well here. Whereas a user that might be looking for a garden hose, they're a homeowner, so 26 is the lower end of the age range, with 65 plus being on the high end, which means they're probably on the Facebook platform, a bit more conservative. It's for users who are looking to stay in touch with family and friends. So that user might be navigating on Facebook a bit more. And then to expand on this even more, a new homeowner, they might be on platforms such as House or Wayfair. Your wedding band user might be on a platform such as Pinterest, looking up ideas on how to decorate their event hall for the wedding. So now the last piece of this buyer persona, we're gonna wanna create a user story. In the case of our potential wedding band customer, our wedding band buyer, they can be either male or female. They're above the age of 20, um, all the way up to 65 years plus. They are on the web browsing for floral arrangements, DJs, dance floors, anything related to weddings and they're probably on the Pinterest platform looking up ideas for decorations and theming. Our user story for trendy men's t-shirts, they're probably below the age of 40. Males, of course, are who we're targeting. If it's a high-end t-shirt, they make over $80,000 a year. Our males that are looking for trendy t-shirts are probably not fathers. So our male in the user story is single, and our male cares about aesthetics, cares about appearance, because he would like to be wearing a trendy men's t-shirt. So in our user story, this male is in the market for other products relating to aesthetics, such as hair products, jeans, and popular higher-end trendy brands such as Seven or Zara. So we have this user story, we've built out our buyer persona. What's next? Time to build out the campaigns. So you have all of this data, targeting now is that much easier. Whether you're running a bottom of the funnel, pay-per-click, phrase-based campaign, or you're running a brand awareness slash engagement campaign based on the interests and demographics of the user, this buyer persona is critical to make sure that we're trimming the fat and only targeting users who are in market for your products or services or have an interest in your products or services. A great example of this comes when we look at a product that relates to babies, that relates to kids. If you're targeting a user who does not have a kid, you are wasting spend to serve your ads to these users, especially if it is an impression-based campaign. So your return on investment for the money that's put out will be much less than it could be if you had built a buyer persona and tailored the campaign to that particular user from creative 
to ad copy, ad extensions, calls to action, and so much more. It all relies on a solid buyer persona. So this is just a surface level introduction to buyer personas. Go ahead, build one for yourself. Think about what your product or your service is. Jot it down on paper. It almost seems trivial to do this, but I promise you when it's in front of you and you are building out a campaign, it will increase the potential return of your campaign instantly because the specifics of your buyers are now top of mind while you're creating copy, while you're creating the visuals. So I'm Mike Siciliano. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, send me a message. Uh, we love to talk marketing. Contact haystackmarketing.com if you need help with development, marketing, design, printing, whatever it may be. We're happy to help. Thanks for consuming another episode of Self Boss Marketing Tips. Bye guys.